We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. He throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds. He has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap looking left. Now over the middle. He pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talks Radio. This is managing editor Derek Ciapala. I'm here today with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. And joining us here, first part of the show is NBC LA's Nick Hamilton, host of the Nick Hamilton Experience. Gentlemen, how are you? Great. Great, man. This has been life. You know, we enjoy having Nick on the show, man. He always at least makes laugh. I mean, bring- I try, man. You know, if you, if you look at me for long enough, you might start laughing anyway. So, you know, whatever is the job, man. <laughs> So it's, I mean, you're talking to the funny-looking Italian fat guy. Like, you know, I'm, geez, I'm. <laughs> All right. So, guys, 
Uh, those just joining us tonight right now, if you've, you've heard us give the spiel before, but if you haven't done it, please come over to iTunes. We could really use that five-star review. We've been running a contest since, I think, before Norm was born in terms of the iTunes reviews. Five stars. We deeply appreciate it, okay? Also, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Android, Player FM. Also, you can listen to us on iBeatRadio.com, which airs our shows Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Okay. Before we get here with Nick, we throw questions to him. We do want to thank our sponsor, Jim Hawk. He's with, he wrote Hollywood's team, Glamour in the 1950s LA Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the Rams from 1953 to 1957. Check out this son's father, and the team played for in an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. You can read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elway, Crazy Legs Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter in this story of the 1950s Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter at hollywoodsteam. It's available both in hardback and in electronic form on at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Folks, check it out. I, I've been saying it for like three months now. It's a great book. I've read it cover to cover. Hollywood's Team, Rick Glam, L.A. Rands by Jim Hawk. It's worth your time. And stay tuned because Jim Hawk has uh, graciously supplied us with two tickets that, to that Rams Priestin game coming up. I think the second game of the preseason. And we'll be giving those away to you. So, okay. We're going straight to you, Nick. We, we had a whole big show planned for you. We had things mixed up last week. We're, we're trying to do this now. Uh, get your points of view on quite a few things going on camp. But first things first, out of the blue, Todd Gurley gets his extension. How'd this come about? No one knew about it. Uh, to answer your question, I mean, I think this is something that's been brewing for the last maybe several months. When you look at what Les Need is trying to compile over over a long term, I mean, he wants a winning champion. You know, he wants a winning franchise that can win championships. And you cannot do that without a solid running game. And we all know that Ty Gurley is one of the most solid running backs in the game today. So I think to avoid the whole uh, free agency period or potential free agency period where you have to go back and forth because you're going to look at Le'Veon Bell and what he may potentially get, he may set the bar. Um, there may be a, a couple of other running backs that can set the bar. So you, the Rams were smart to take care of Ty Gurley and set the bar themselves and say, okay, we're going to make you the highest play, play uh, highest paid player, rather. That's your position. I mean, you got $60 million, uh, a $60 million deal, $45 million guaranteed, and he's going to be locked up for the next six years, which means he'll be about 29 years of age, still in his prime for the Los Angeles Rams, especially moving into that brand-new stadium in Eaglewood. So they kind of put some butts in seats. And what better way to put butts in seats when you see a guy like Ty Gurley running up the middle week in and week out for your team scoring touchdowns? I was surprised by the uh, extension, too, and – you know, I agree with you 100% in the fact that he's kind of one of the faces of the franchise. You've got to, you've got to get a guy like him under contract long term. It's just that we, we didn't expect it at all. We didn't see it coming at all. In fact, Derek and I had just done a podcast where, you know, people were asking us questions and they asked who we thought the next contract, you know, problem was going to be. And we both said Todd Gurley thinking that it was going to happen, you know, at the end of the year or next season, and then all of a sudden the next day he signs. So, you know, I agree 100% that you got to have a guy like him on the field in L.A. to get the, the people to fill the seats. Yeah, 
you do. I mean, he's the he's the premier guy. I mean, he's the guy that can get you yardage. I mean, we saw what he can do, what he's capable of doing. We saw he had a fantastic rookie season. Then he had that crook for a coach in Jeff Fisher that came up pretty much. Uh, he digressed significantly, but then he came back. Thank God for Sean McVay and that high power, high energetic offense that got Ty Gurley back on the right track. Got him some blockers and Andrew Whitworth so that we'd be able to create spacing for him to get that yardage, to get those touchdowns for the Los Angeles Rams. So I would be hitting up Ty Gurley for a loan. That's for damn sure. Here's the practical side, though, that I'm just thinking about. The average, I think the average career for a feature back in the NFL ranges about six years, and then they're done. Okay. Yeah, usually between five to six, yeah. Five to six. And so here's my concern. He just now finished his third year. He's had a previous ACL surgery, and they signed him for essentially what is six years, two years for the on, added on, two years for the rest, last contract plus four more years. Takes him, like you said, age 29. So my concern is this. When you guarantee so much money to him, and let's say he tears into ACL or something else happens, you have – like $15 million at this point in a, a year with all this stuff guaranteed. It just concerned to me that it's going to wind up coming back to haunt the Rams. I'm not saying it's a bad decision. I'm just taking the more practical approach. Was it, in, in I guess, both of your views, was it the right call to make? Absolutely. I mean, you can look at look at all the how the Rams contracts are structured. They get a boatload of their money in the beginning parts of their contracts. The latter part of their contracts usually phase out to lower end money. So they're able to sign other free agents if necessary or re-sign guys that they need to re-sign near the end of their contract. So the way Lesney and Kevin Demoff have orchestrated these contracts have been absolutely they have a three to five year window to win a Super Bowl, especially with the new stadium being there. Now they have the new uniforms coming in. Uh, the fans are ecstatic about that. So you've got to have something where you're going to give yourself some flexibility and some room to be able to maneuver in case something like what you say could potentially happen. So that way you're able to sign another running back if if necessary, or you may have to sign another wide receiver or somebody on the defensive end of the ball. You'll have that flexibility. So I think the way the Rams structure all their contracts, whether it was with Brandon Cooks, you look at Ty Gurley, um, you look at Indomitian Sue who they got for one year, but it was significantly less for one year than he's normally accustomed to getting anywhere else in the National Football League. So um, the Rams are smart. Again, Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, those guys know exactly what they're doing, and they haven't failed yet. So keep rolling the dice. The only thing that matters in the contracts is guaranteed money, and, and that's with any player's contract. You, you could you could sign them for six years, $150 million, but if only $30 million is guaranteed, that's probably all they're going to get paid before they renegotiate or get cut or get traded or whatever. So, you know, I think if you look at baseball and basketball, there's much more guaranteed money out there, and it's a lot more appealing. And I think that's what you were hearing Todd Gurley complain about a little bit, you know, on social media and stuff, is that there needs to be more guaranteed money out there. And so he kind of set the standard with this contract coming out and getting this guaranteed money so that, you know, part of it, I think, might be the Rams' way of shutting him up a little bit, which is, I think, smart on Gurley's part for getting it done. It's kind of a new contract for a running back. You know, when you got guys like Le'Veon Bell looking for money and stuff, this kind of sets the level for him, too, because if you look at what Le'Veon Bell did last year, Todd Gurley outperformed him. And, you know, Todd Gurley's getting the 15 mil guaranteed, 
how can Le'Veon get 17? So the Rams kind of did a couple things by doing this. They got Todd Gurley happy by giving him guaranteed money, and they also kind of set the market to make it difficult for somebody to sign Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure that's the intention, though. I'm not, and knowing the Steelers, they're not gonna they're not gonna spend that kind of money on him. Le'Veon Bell's oh. gonna be Le'Veon Bell's going someone else, somewhere else, real soon. You know what's you know what's scary? There's about two or three teams I can think of. If he joined their ranks, it'd be a scary team, and one of them is the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Texans. Yeah, the other one would be the 49ers. And the Jacksonville Jaguars would be the other team. Even with Blake Bortles, the suspect quarterback, you still have a top notch running game. He can do some damage. You got a team with Fournette? Yep. Uh, Imagine that. Reminds me of back when Carolina had D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, both in their prime. Yeah, they said Le'Veon is a top notch running back. Yeah. Only difference. Okay, now transitioning over, Aaron Donald, meanwhile, is not there. Charles Robinson just today uh, notes as he's leaving camp that he believes the Rams will get a contract done with Donald. They're a lot closer than people think they are. They'll be done before the season begins. Do you share that view? What were you hearing, Cam? I think it could be. I mean, the Rams continue to remain optimistic. If you listen to uh, head coach Sean McVay over the last couple of days, um, he's been asked numerous times about what's the latest on Aaron Donald, and they still remain optimistic. They still remain in talks, according to Sean McVay and Les Snead. Uh, so I think it is a matter, a matter of just trying to get the numbers right, um, the, 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 the fine print together, and being able to say, okay, you know what, AD is worth, you know, maybe 21, 22. I don't think he's worth 25 or 26 million dollars because he's not a quarterback. He wants to get paid quarterback money. The Rams have shown that they will pay you top three to top five money at, at your respective position. Again, look at Brandon Cooks, look at Todd Gurley. So they understand and they value Aaron Donald as a top three, if not the top uh, guy at his position, but he wants to get paid quarterback money. Dude, you're not Tom Brady. You're not, you're not Drew Brees. And the NFL is a quarterback driven passing league. He doesn't, he wants quarterback money. What's it going to take to make him the top paid defensive player? Is it 21 mil, 22 mil? I think if you get anywhere between 21 to 22 million dollars, that's, that's, that should be sufficient for right now. I mean, think about it. He has really no leverage because the Rams have all the leverage. They can franchise to tag him for the next three seasons, according to the CBA. So he really doesn't have that much leverage. Well, you know what? Aaron Donald is worth twenty-one to twenty-two million dollars. Is he worth north of twenty-five million? No. Is he going to be the highest-paid player at his position? Absolutely. By paying Aaron Donald, you know the the twenty-one to twenty-two million dollars, Aaron Donald needs to take it. Stop being greedy. Get your behind in camp and do what you got to do to make sure this team gets to a Super Bowl. And like I said before, the Rams have shown us what they're willing to pay. And this is a quarterback-driven league. You're not you're not going to be on defense and get paid like the likes of Tom Brady or Drew Brees or somebody of that caliber or Aaron on Aaron Rodgers. You're not. That's just how the league goes. So if you're going to go ahead and get 21 to 22 million dollars, go ahead and sign your contract. You know this this whole let me hold out from training camp is getting real old and tired. It's like an old soap opera. I'd rather watch General Hospital than as the world turns around Aaron Donald. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Aaron Donald. I think he's a really cool dude. I think he's a superior player at his position. And can you imagine when he finally gets there, what him and Ndamukong Sue are going to bring against offenses? This will be the first time 
that Indama Sue is not going to be double teamed since high school once Aaron Donald arrives. Can you imagine what that's going to look like throughout the season for the Rams on defense with Wade Phillips at the helm? Come on, man. Aaron Donald need to get it together, man. Just a follow-up to that. Yahoo Sports' Charles Robinson did actually report today that the Rams believe that these guys are closed. They're going to get done before camp. Is that your feeling now? They're going to get this done before camp's over, or, or are we looking at the season? I'm thinking probably right before the end of the preseason, possibly. I mean, again, head coach Sean McVay, he's answered questions on this the last few days, and they continue to remain optimistic. Him, general manager Les Snead, they continue to remain optimistic. So I think that they can get a deal done. I mean, it's they're a few million apart. Um, I think if you give him 21 to 22 million dollars and say, OK, look, man, we'll load the rest up with incentives. I think everybody would be happy and we can move forward. Thank God. If I had <laughs> if I had to bet, I think the contract's going to look like five years, 114 million, 63 guaranteed. Yeah, I was going to say about 73, 74 guaranteed. Yeah, that's yeah, about if, right. If they want to go if they want to go four years in guaranteed money, that's that's probably very true. Yeah. But I think that they'll do three years like. That seems to be the common thing, and and really that means we're, we have him locked up for three years at that money, and then I mean they have they have him locked up regardless because if he doesn't sign it, guess what? They get the franchise tagging for three, the next three seasons according to the CBA. So either you can sign and get all your money, or we can hold you hostage, and we'll get we'll get the good out of you at our price. No, that's very true, and I think the person that's really going to benefit from getting Donald under contract isn't so much Sue. Is it is Brockers? Because I think oh Michael Brockers. Yeah. I think Michael Brockers is going to have a phenomenal year with those two next to him, and you know we'll definitely have the top defensive line with those three up or up in the front. I, I can't imagine what an offensive coordinator is going to do looking at those three guys staring down at him. And Michael Brockers is the glue to that defense. People can say what they want, but he's the glue to that defense, much like Denzel Perryman is the glue to the Chargers defense, minus those two bookends they have over there with the bolts. So it's kind of the same situation with Michael Brockers. I mean, people, he's kind of underestimated. I don't think he gets the the, res- the true respect that he deserves. Um, but he is the glue to that defense. I think the key to the Atlanta loss in the playoffs last year was lo- losing Michael Brockers in the middle. So he definitely is. And then now having, you know, if we get Aaron Donald under contract, having him and Sue next to, you know, the three of them next to each other, it just, it's going to be crazy to try to cover those three guys. I don't know how they're going to block them. Uh, not only that, look at that secondary, Los Angeles secondary. Yeah. I mean, you have Nicole Roby Coleman, you have LaMarcus Joyner, you have Akeem Tlaib, uh, you have Sam Shields who practiced in pass for the first time in two years since his concussion. Um, and then you also, you know, you have Marcus Peters. And, and looking at them in camp, you know, Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib have gelled very, very well. Uh, so that's a really positive sign for the Rams secondary. That's not to mention Troy Hill and Kevin Pearson behind them. Yeah, and see, yeah. here's the thing. Troy Hill and Kevin Pearson can start on anybody else's team at that position. So when you look at guys, you know, I look at, you know, the, with, with the Chargers and losing Jason Ferret once again, uh, which is no surprise there. But they may go after a guy like a Troy Hill if he becomes available. Um, they can certainly use him, uh, his skill set and his, and his field vision. So I think that could be a, a potential uh, you know, destination for Troy Hill if the Rams decide to, to cut ties. Well, what, okay. what is there about training camp right now that those of us that aren't there are missing out on? What are we not seeing? Obviously, man, you know what? 
the Rams have really done it up this year. At, at I mean, they have a great fan fest. You know, they really embrace the fans. They really have come out and really just incorporated the fans involved with training camp. You know, but you get a chance to look at guys like Jerry Goff throw to Robert Woods. You know, you get a chance to look at a guy like Brandon Cooks and see how really speedy he is. And just you, you just really can't wait for the season to get started. Well, what else have you seen? We, we know the Cook-Goff connection's cooking right now. And no pun intended. What else has been going on? <laughs> uh, I look at the defense. I mean, I look at, I mean, well, dial back a little bit. I look at the offensive line. You see Andrew Whitworth out there kind of coaching up some of the younger guys on that line, kind of getting them prepared, which is really cool to see. And, and, and those younger guys kind of learning from his expertise. Uh, you look at the you look at the defense, uh, you know, with Michael Brockers. You look at the when Dominican Sue, how well he's starting to uh, fit into that scheme when Wade Phillips scheme. Um, so there, there, there are a few things like that that you see out there. Um, you look at the the second unit, um, how well they're gelling. The quarterback, uh, his name escapes me, the third string quarterback, he's really been struggling the last couple of days that I've been out there. Um, so that's that he's probably not going to make the squad. They're probably going to go with a two quarterback system more than likely. They may add somebody else uh, later on down the line, but more than likely they're going to probably roll with a two quarterback system at least when they go probably the fourth week into the preseason. How's Corey Littleton looking out there? He looks actually he looks really really good. Uh, he looks crisp. He looks he looks fresh. Um, if that makes any sense. Uh, he really looks rejuvenated. I mean, he looks like he really took some time off to get his body uh, together. Um, he, he, he's familiar with the playbook, so he, there, there's a sense of familiarity when it comes to knowing where he's supposed to be, how he's supposed to rotate. Um, so, you know, I, I think Corey Littleton is going to do very well this season. I think he's going to be somebody who you're going to have to be on the lookout for uh, because he's going to be one of those sneaky type of players where you're not going to see him coming. He's going to come right at you. Do they have him calling the plays on the inside right now on the on the on the ones? It, it appeared to be that way. Um, again, I haven't been that close up on because a lot of times I'm usually on the offensive side, and then they'll switch they'll switch fields. But it appears to be that way. If it is, that's that's that that is very very good for him because it gives him an opportunity to really uh, display his high football IQ. And I told people that a long time ago that he really has a high football IQ. He doesn't get recognized for it, but I think he has a, a, enough where he can do some serious damage and teach the other, you know, show the other players, especially the younger players, the rookies and uh, the second year, play, you know, the other second year players that, you know, this is, how we, this is how we play the game. These are the schemes that we're running. Um, and so they can get familiar as well. So it appears that way. Again, I don't want to confirm that because, again, I wasn't around in that area. So I don't want to act like I was when I wasn't. I'm not going to front on you guys' podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, and I was just about to ask, you know, how's the entire linebacker core looking? And it looks like you didn't see much of them. No, no, no. I was mainly focused uh, mainly focused on the secondary, and I was mainly focused on the offense, obviously the offensive line, um, the way the offense was going to click, especially with Jared Goff and throwing reps to Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and um, how well, you know, t- they gave Todd Gurley a day off the other day. Um, they, and they practice in pads for the first time on Sunday. So it wasn't that much difference with them practicing in pads. Obviously, they can't tackle. They can't really make a whole lot of contact. It's good to see the guys out there and kind of just, uh, you know, connecting and, and bonding a little bit. Um, and I think that's very, very important, especially as you make it through training camp, as you make it through preseason and getting prepared for the regular season. Well, I'm sure I'm going to get to see a lot of Micah Kaiser and a lot of those guys here next week when they come to play the Ravens in preseason. So... 
I'm looking forward to see some of these new rookie linebackers and see how they do. It's going to be interesting. I like Hyde. I think he's going to be he's he he to me is one of the guys that can definitely bring uh, some noise. I think he's going to, it's going to take him some time to get acclimated to the system. Um, so I, I think we need to give him some time. But I think he he shows he's shown some flashes of brilliance uh, on that field. And so I think if he continues to learn the playbook, stay in it, learn from the other older guys, and, and we continue to to work hard as he's been doing. Um, I think he's going to be a, a, a really, really good player at some point. All right, Nick, we just want to thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Can you go ahead and let people know where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on The Morning After with Nick Hamilton every Saturday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Dash Radio, Dash Talk Station. Uh, you can also catch me this season uh, with my cohort, uh, Michael Duarte, uh, as we host Bolts by the Horns, the podcast for the Rams and the Chargers all season long. And uh, just catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully Aaron Donald gets this deal done so we can all hit him up for money. And uh, <laughs> none of us go without the lights being on for another month. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're trying to live by here. You have a good one, Nick. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great one. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> he always makes us laugh here. Yes. Um, okay. Well, before we move on to our next uh, section of topics here, we do want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors at the Golden Ram Barbershop. We'll let Norm take this one away. Sal's been around since the very beginning. He's been one of our, he's been our key sponsor since the very beginning. So let's give a shout out to uh, the Golden Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in the Orange County area and like the old school barbershop experience, check out the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. Sal opened his shop up as a shrine to the Rams on the day they left for St. Louis, and has kept the light on ever since. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS or 7267. Use the promo code. This is important. Use the promo code RAMSTALK so they know that we sent you, and get a discount on an already affordable haircut. The Golden Ram Barbershop is open from Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to his shop is is really worth it. There's lots of Rams memorabilia there. He'll talk football with you the whole time and, and give you a re- really good old-school barbershop haircut. Trust me, you won't regret it. He even managed to make Derek look halfway decent. And of course, you know he made me look even better than I already do. So... <laughs> also, we're looking for sponsors for the rest of the year, especially with the season getting to start. It's that time of the year where our numbers are good, but they're going to get a lot better. So if you want to advertise with us, now's the time to do it to save some money. So either reach out to us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com, or you can reach us on our voicemail at 657-666-5453, and we'll get you a media kit right out to you right away so that you can take a look at it. Our wonderful sponsor, Jim Hawk, is actually, I mean, I, I, this is a really generous offer, is allowing us, he's donating his tickets to a Rams preseason game to us to give away to you, okay? So the second preseason game, guys, the second preseason game, We've got tickets for you. I kid you not. So this is how we're going to do it. John Hawk's number was 63, if I remember correctly. Okay. So 
because I'm not going to ask for this 63rd email or 63rd Twitterer to come back to us. We'll, come, we'll add them together nice. The ninth person to email us at Ramstalk1945 with the correct answer to this question will win the tickets. Here's your question. Okay? Here's your question. John Hawk, former Los Angeles Ram John Hawk, served during what major U.S. conflict? Oh, I know the answer to this. Okay. So the ninth person to send us the answer, the ninth person that says the answer will get the tickets. So, okay. There we go. The ninth person. The ninth person emails at, at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Title, title it John Hawk? Yes, please. Title it John Hawk. So that we know that that's what it's for. And we'll count up the correct answers, and the ninth one will win the tickets. Okay, and also do us a favor, and you don't have to. I'm just asking you to do us a favor, though, when you send us that email, send us something that you like about the show or you'd like to see us do more of or your ideas about how we can make this thing both better for you and also make it better for us. Okay, there you go. That's our request. So two tickets. Again, the question one more time. The question is John Hawk, former Los Angeles, former Los Angeles Ram, John Hawk served in the U.S. military during what major conflict? Norm, here we go, buddy. We, we talked with Nick here a little bit about conflicts and so on and so forth. Not conflicts, so on and so forth. <laughs> about camp. Hmm. No conflicts yet. Uh, camp here, the golf Cook's connection. We saw Cook's get his extension. We're hearing lots of good things. You know Brandon Cook's very well. How are you feeling about moving on from, well, Sammy Watkins to now Brandon Cooks is his number one guy. Sammy who? <laughs> uh, I'm done talking about him, but Brandon Cooks, uh, he's going to be a staple for this offense. You, no one's going to have any problems with how he plays. Trust me on that. He is, you know, he's a, a much more well-rounded receiver than a lot of people give him credit for. They think he's just a speedster that can run down the field, but you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you see him run routes. He's got great hands. One heck of a person. Probably one of my favorite football players uh, that I've ever met just because he's such a nice guy and so down to earth. And uh, I'm really glad to see him get him under contract. It was a surprise that it happened when it did. But now that it's done, I'm really pleased to see it. One of the points that I made on our Twitter handle this weekend, or I think it was this weekend, in the course of a semi, another Sammy Watkins conversation, which I did not engage, by the way. I just made this real quick point. The point is this. There are those out there who would say Sammy Watkins is a better receiver than Brandon Cooks. I don't care if he is arisen. I'm not going to make that judgment. Well, I, what I care about now is Brandon Cooks, the better receiver in the Rams offense. Clearly the Rams think so. Clearly they, clearly they paid Jared, him the money. Clearly, clearly Jared Goff thinks so too. So that's all that matters. If Sammy Watkins goes out there and catches a gajillion touchdowns and does great in Kansas City, more power to him. Great. He finally figured it out. He does great. It's good for him. This isn't about him. This is about the Rams and who they have now. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at now. I'm looking at Brandon Cooks and seeing, is he that number one guy, the guy who will stretch the field, the one who will be Mr. Dependable for Jared Goff and the guy who will help Robert Woods and Cooper Cup eat underneath? That's all that matters to me. Yep, and that's what you're going to see. 
So that's that's the first thing I wanted to just bring up. The secondary we mentioned it during the part, yeah, the interview with, with Nick there. Our secondary is, I don't. This is going to come across as biased, Norm, but I can't think of a deeper secondary in the league now, and I really can't think of a deeper secondary in the NFL in the last twenty years. Can you? No, it's totally flipped from what it was last year. Last year. You know, this year we talked about linebackers, linebackers, linebackers. That was our major concern. Well, last year it was our secondary isn't deep at all. And if anybody gets hurt, which happened, you know, what are we going to do? And now we're in a position to where I feel like the top four or five guys could all start and would could be starters in any other team of the league. I mean, you got Peters and Tlaib, of course, but... You know, Roby Coleman, Troy Hill, Sam Shields, uh, Kevin Peterson, Kevin Peter, and we have tons of depth. I, I really am pleased to see that, and you know that's going to help. Not only is it going to help our defense, but it's going to help our special teams as well. And that's what I'm really seeing. I'm, I'm I'm just really wondering here. I can't. I know a lot of football history. I don't. I'm not perfect in history, obviously, because I I'm only human. But I just cannot think in the last 15, 20 years of a better secondary on paper than what they have right now. On paper. Yeah, well, that was just kind of a bold-faced lie. You're not human. Well, what am I? You're you're from Planet Zerlon or something, aren't you? What's Planet Zerlon? Your home. <laughs> <laughs> Man, put down the crack pipe already? <laughs> no, you're just a freak, man. Well, whatever you got. You, you talk about history all the time. It's like you remember the stuff that none of us remember. So I don't think you're I human. just don't. I think you're some kind of alien robot from outer space or something when it comes to that stuff. Well, but, but okay. Well, let's just let's see what you do remember. I can't. Um, the Jets secondary from a couple of years ago during its peak with Darrell Revis. That was pretty decent. Okay. Um, can you? Can I think of anybody else? The Denver secondary, the key to lead there, was pretty good. Very deep. Very deep. Can you think of anybody else though? Going back. Hmm. The Tampa secondary during the Super Bowl year, pretty deep. I'm not going to remember names, but New England about five years ago. Um. They were deep. This deep. I don't not this deep. I, I don't. I haven't seen any defense this deep in cornerback, and in I, I don't think ever. But uh, well, I'm thinking corner and safety. The whole secondary, yeah, combined. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think anybody's come even close. And if you combine that with the fact of you know once we get Donald in the contract, our our defensive line, I mean, holy cow. I just I, you know I think we could probably do a good podcast on this before the season starts and. Maybe I'll do some research to see what other comparable rosters we've seen. But off the top of my head, I don't see it. Maybe the Pittsburgh years when they also had uh, Clark and uh, Paul Malu back there. But even then, I, know, I can't see it. I just, it's, it's that deep. On paper. You know, I'm not trying to be a favorite, you know, a favorite guy. I'm, you know, the bandwagon guy about the, in terms of bias. I just, on paper, the talent there is, it's scary good. It is. 
Now, one thing I didn't get around to asking Nick when he was on, just because of all the technical wishes we have with his connection, is Gerald Everett. Charles Robinson, same report today, same guy on from Yahoo Sports reporting that, you know, Gerald, he's looking like he's starting to figure it out there. And the tight ends in Sean McVay's offense historically for the Redskins and so on and so forth has been it's been very important. And how do you see that this year after last year as well? Failures. Well, I've heard lots of good things about Tamara Hemingway. And, you know, if you add him to the mix with Everett and Higby, I, I think the talent is there. It was just getting them acclimated to the system, I think, was the biggest part. Of course, Hemingway was down with an injury last year and wasn't able to play. But you, if you can get those three guys on the same page and get them, you know, acclimated really well into the offense, uh, it's just going to add more depth and more uh, opportunities for our offense and for Jared Goff than we had last year. So, as good as we were on offense last year, I think we can be even better this year if our tight ends can step up their play. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at Joel Everett, though, and thinking that guy's such an athletic freak. If they can figure him out, if they can get him right, no one's stopping this offense. Well, and hopefully our defense is holding everybody to 13 points or less a game. And, you know, if all we got to do is score 14, I think we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, but I guess what I'm thinking, though, offensively, they might have more leeway. If they can get that tight end position together where they have Weapon and Joe Everett and Hemingway, I, I just – I see it as hearkening back to the greatest show on turf days. I'm not saying it will be as good. Not. I'm not. But what I'm saying is there could be games where they give up more than 30, where they give up 20 and 25, like they did sometimes last year, and still won. I just – I want to see that growth from the tight ends. I'm really thinking if they can get that offensive part right, who's going to stop them? Well, if you look at our defense, they're poised if, you know, on paper and and past history, they're poised to give our offense a lot more opportunity. And with more opportunity, you know, that, that brings more ability to score. And you get guys like Gerald Everett, Hemingway, Higby, and those guys more involved in the offense in a positive way to go along with, you know, Cooks and Woods and Cooper Cup. And then, of course, Todd Gurley. <laughs> that's that's a pretty potent offense. So if our tight ends can, can play just a little bit better than they did last year, we're in a lot better shape. But if they can really step it up, I think it'll make, make a huge difference on our offense. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, that's what I really want to see. I'm wanting to see more re- reports out this week. If you can find a way, you know, to sneak into the Ravens training camp with the Rams, I'd like to know what your thoughts are when you see them up close. If you can, of course, find a way past security. So, <laughs> are you sitting over the thing? How are you going to do that, bud? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I need, if I can just get a uniform and some pads, I'll just walk out on the field. I'd fit right in. <laughs> uh, you're the size of them, yeah, but they're going to look, who's Greybeard? Yeah. Who's Greybeard? Okay. <laughs> Folks, it's just about, it is summertime in SoCal. 
it means sun, hot weather, and it's been freaking hot. We were out there a couple weeks ago for, for Ramfest, and it was blazing hot, 110 degrees, 115 degrees. You guys know you're virtually melting out there. But when I was in my hotel, guess where people were? At the pool. Well, if you've got a pool and you're looking to remodel, resurface, or even put in a new pool, check out Jayhawk Pool Plastering and Modeling at 4780 East Wesley Avenue in Anaheim, California. Jayhawk Pool Plastering and Modeling serves Orange County and the Southland and the run by Jayhawk, the eldest son of former Ram John Hawk. He built this business on a mantra of fantastic results and amazing customer service. So just head on over to jayhawkpools.com and take a look at their work. You can see the quality of their finishes and the testimonies provided by past customers. If you're looking to remodel, resurface, or even put in a new pool, give Jayhawk a call at 714-695-0700. Again, that's 714-695-0700. And you can email them at info at jayhawkpools.com. We mentioned it before, way early in the show. This is a great opportunity to support our podcast and help out fellow members of the Rams family, a.k.a. the Ramley. So if you live out in the area, give Jayhawk Pool Plaster a call. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so we are just about done here. There is one more thing we need to talk about as we close up shop. It's the one that (laughs) we've put on the back burner now. Uniforms. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Uniforms. Thank God that they did something positive so you can quit bitching about the uniforms. (laughs) I, I, what? Listen, <laughs> I mean, we've gone over this, and I thought you agreed with me I, on this. I agreed that the Rams should wear, you know, the, their old Rams colors and you know the LA colors and all that stuff. But my God, you and the uniforms is like—I I don't know—it's like you've been obsessed with it since the very, very beginning. So I'm glad. The first thing I thought of when the the uniform came out, you know, the list came out of how many games they're going to get to play, and the fact that we get the uniforms. First thing I thought it was, oh my God, Derek will finally be happy about this so we can move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be totally happy because they, they still haven't gotten rid of the the, uh, the uh, new school whites and fixed the old school whites. Yeah, but, but that, you, you know, know, new uniforms in 2020, they're going to, you know, the, the old school uniforms at home five times this year. Plus, sure. plus you got your, 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 what do you call it, the bright yellow stuff. Color rush. Um, no, hey, I'm not complaining. I, I may have sounded like I'm being negative on that. I'm just saying it's not perfect yet, but I'll take what I can get at this point because the one thing that made me happy was realizing that somebody, whether it be the NFL or the Rams or both, finally listened and they finally took heart to what the fans were saying. Well, I think and, that was ultimately what it was is enough fans were complaining that the NFL finally gave in. Yeah, and, and from what Vinny Bonsignore was saying on Twitter, it was not the Rams. The Rams actually went to the NFL, I think, after the Dallas game last year and said, we got to fix this. And the NFL said, no. That's, that was what he – I'm paraphrasing what he tweeted. And so now they finally convinced the NFL. And it's just like, well, duh. Well, why wouldn't you go back to those colors? And I can tell you right now, there are so many Rams fans – myself included, who had been very hesitant about buying Ram stuff until this was taken care of. Because I did not want those all older colors. I wanted the I want the actual the Rams colors that we know them to be. We knew they were going to change the uniforms. We knew they were going to sit the same colors they had before. So why not why don't I buy more stuff 
of the old colors, you know, from St. Louis. No offense, St. Louis, by the way. Well, we know, we know they're going to change it somewhere sometime in the future. Yeah, that's why I've only bought the old school uniforms, and I'm safe. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I felt really bad, though, because when I was at Rams Fest, I bought a jersey for my daughter. So the one time I actually bought the St. Louis colors, I bought her a girly jersey. Because I, I just wanted to spend something on it. So I got her a girly jersey, and just a few days later, they make this announcement. And <laughs> they're never even going to wear those colors again. Because it, it was a dark jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, they can't they can't see me, but Derek's seen behind me on the wall is my old school Jack Youngblood jersey. So, you know, that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff I buy just because I know that I don't want the St. Louis colors. Again, no offense to St. Louis, but I like the old Rams, old school colors, and I'm glad to hear that they're bringing them back a lot this season. And hopefully in 2020, when they they do the final changes, they're they're back to the old school you know it's okay to add some new twist to it or whatever to maybe make it a little more modern but keep the colors that's the important part and keep the horns on the helmet i don't think the horns ever go away those things are iconic what i really wonder though in the end is why is there even a need to change the uniforms the uniforms as they look right now the throwbacks they're fine they, I, we've, we've always had this argument. or not. I wouldn't even say it's an argument. I think this is the one of the times you agree with me. Those uniforms are legacy uniforms. The, how they're set up from the 1970s on, how they went through the 80s and the early 90s and up until Super Bowl 34, those were basically what the Rams wore. That was a legacy uniform to me. Why change it? It's like the Steelers or Packers or Bears. Yeah. You don't need to change it. I don't, I, I'm not saying change it so to speak i'm just saying you know they might add a few little modern twists to it is all but yeah you know for me the old school colors that's the most important thing the horns on the helmet as well but if they you know if they add a little something here or there and it doesn't change the uniform that much and keeps the old school colors on totally cool with that yeah i just wonder what they can do to, to quote unquote modernize it oh they might change the lettering on the back you know for the names they might do some you know little things like that nothing major is what i'm they're not going to do like what tampa bay did are they with their lettering uh, let's not get on another debate about uniforms I, i'm sure they're going to be <laughs> fine <laughs> i'm not getting into a debate it was, an, I was, I was just thinking, what's one of the worst things i've seen on a uniform is that probably those tampa bay uniforms are horrid there's, and there's been some other bad choices, too, but, man. Okay, folks, again, thank you so much for following us and, and, and tweeting with us on Twitter when we have a chance to get on there and and just listening to our shows and reading our articles and being a part of the Rams Talk family. I really appreciate it. Any final thoughts, Norm? No, I'm just looking for the season, you know, forward to the season to start. I'm, you know, I'm out here in Maryland and – First game is uh, Thursday night, uh, Hall of Fame game, Ravens and uh, Bears. So it's just right up the road for me. And then, of course, the next week is uh, the Rams. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this preseason getting started and actually getting to watch some football. The Hall of Fame game is up there. You, that shouldn't be in Canton. <laughs> well, I know the Ravens are playing Chicago. I don't know if it's in Baltimore or not, but <clears throat> they are. the Ravens are playing in it. You're a hot mess. Well, um, let's see here. <laughs> On that note, before Norm reaches through his microphone and pulls me through and twists my head off, 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. Also, you can find me at DSC Paula and Norm at Norm Hightower on Twitter. Don't forget to the iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Android. Don't forget also IEBeatRadio.com. For Norm Hightower, I'm just waiting for him to hit me now. This is Derek C. Apollo. Take it easy. It's By the way, it's at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, so <clears throat> you're right. Anyways, adios. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.